Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the Patrick Lally Show, happy hour edition on another grand and glorious day here in the best little city in America, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the greatest city I know. I don't know the rest of the words, but we're trying to find that song. We'll engage in some energetic and entertaining conversation here on local, state, and national news and politics and other stuff as assigned, other duties as assigned. Uh, we've got a great show, and I'm going to get to into that here in just a second. Well, there's something i got to tell you, people. The news, the big news. It's been fun. It's been a blast, Sioux Falls, for the last... Oh, year and a half-ish, a little over, uh, hosting this program here, the Patrick Lally Show. But I, I am moving on. Next week, next week will be my last week as host of this fine program here from three to five weekdays on KSOO, Information 1000. And uh, it has been a fantastic experience. Everybody here is wonderful. Uh, the, the staff at Results Radio has been so helpful to me in my uh, learning curve Supporting me and uh, this little endeavor that we have partaken upon, taken upon, but I am uh, I'm taking a different position in the community, and uh, it's a it's something I can't pass up. But next week, next week we're going to do like uh, an all star week of of Patrick Lally show guests. I mean, there'll be the usual uh, collection of weird friends. Those people are all you know they're on board, but. Uh, we're bringing back some of their favorites. So it's the the Patrick Lally Show farewell tour next week. Yeah, that's right. The farewell tour. There's a great song by um, uh, Ben Folds 5, Stephen's Last Night in Town. It's like every night is Stephen's Last Night in Town. <laughs> he just won't leave. This will be five days of that. And then, and then one week from today, you'll be pulling out the Ario Speedwagon. Time for me to fly. <laughs> Oh, there will be no Ario. There will be no Ario Speedwagon. I was <laughs> thinking no, but I, I threw it in that there. That was a chance. Yes. That's probably the last Ario Speedwagon you're going to hear on the Patrick Lally Show. But we will have music, uh, a lot of my favorite music that you hear on the show, maybe some others, maybe some more. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I've, I've, got, I've, secured, I've secured the uh, uh, commitments of Jody Schwann from Sioux Falls.Business, who's been on the show a lot. Uh, disgruntled former city commissioner Matt Staub will be back for sure. Uh, of course, Pat Powers will make his final appearance. Uh, Scott Erisman of the South Dakota blog, who hasn't been on for a while because he got a different job and hasn't been able to get over here. But uh, he's going to make his uh, some room in his schedule, so he'll be on the show. I got a call from Teresa Staley wishing you well. Oh, well, that was nice. That is very nice of her. Uh, I appreciate that. And uh, who uh, I don't think there'll be any actual politicians, which will be a nice. Yeah, it'll be a nice little clean break because yeah. we've had plenty of it over yeah, the past couple of months. That's right. I saw uh, Scott Erisman actually uh, posted something about this on his blog because I told him I wanted him to come on for my last week. And so, you know, he knew. So he posted and somebody on there said something about how, um, you know, it was bunch, just a bunch of liberals <laughs> or something. My My moderate views... Scott called them my moderate views, and uh, the guy said, read liberal. <laughs> <laughs> and that, you know, I have basically all I have on are a bunch of lefty groups. And, and I, I had to get in there and comment. I'm like, come on, man. 
I have all kind, we have so many Republicans and conservatives and Democrats and liberals and just normal old people who are doing stuff. That is an unfair characterization of this program. And, and here's the thing about it. If you are so right, why are you so worried about someone else's opinion? Okay? <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm dropping the mic. <laughs> uh, and, of course, my Uber producer, Dan Peters, who's here with us today, couldn't have done this without him. For the first, what people don't know is for the first, oh, months, months, I think it was, let's see, we started in June, mm-hmm. and then I think it was, because I had some extended time off. Yeah. In November, so it was kind of like December, Probably. I think. So, yeah, the first four to five months. Dan had to run the board for me because I had no idea what I was doing. And I still don't, really. I have, I'm like a monkey. I have learned progressions of buttons, you know, but I can't make rational thought <laughs> when something goes wrong. Uh, it, it goes completely wrong. So I... I have Dan to thank for uh, uh, the rudimentary radio production skills that I have, and uh, and that's been fun. Actually, that is fun, isn't it, Dan? Oh, yeah, it is. Shaping the sounds that yeah. you hear, it always is kind of fun. And I was just sort of getting the hang of that. But and it's not because I don't like radio. Love radio. It's a blast. And I, I have uh, nothing but uh, good, good experiences here at Results Radio and Information 1000. And uh, I am going to miss that part of it. Maybe uh, maybe Dan will have me on or somebody, whoever. So I can come on as a guest or something. I could do like early mornings, fill in there maybe. I don't know. Before I go to the other job. But you know how that goes, people. You uh, you have to take the opportunities as they are presented to you. And it's, it's not because I, I didn't enjoy it. It's not because there's anything wrong with this place. Uh, because there's not. It is a fantastic place. Don Jacobs runs this uh, operation uh, with with grace, with humanity, and uh, with a high level of professionalism, and I will never forget that. Uh, but more on that. Uh, we, we'll have more time for weeping and gnashing of teeth next week. There'll be plenty to weep over. Well, there's no crying in baseball, right, Dan? Definitely no crying in baseball. No crying in baseball. Uh, I, and I did not time this to this, this day, but it is apropos that our guest in the second hour today is none other than the godfather of Sioux Falls Talk Radio, the chancellor and former host of this program in this time slot, Rick Noby, will be here for the hour. And he's going to be surprised. (laughs) Well, because I didn't tell him. So, shh, everybody just stay very quiet when Rick is on the show. Because I don't think Noby watches South Dakota. No, <laughs> he does not. He doesn't. He doesn't get alerts on his phone from South Dakota. No, he's not following it on Twitter and that sort of thing. It's Friday, so the Buffalo Maiden will join us for Weird Friends, uh, which will be a blast as always. And I'll have a PL statement uh, just after the next break. Uh, you know, the secret school board is today's topic. The secret school board. I don't know what's happened to those people. That's coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Three's eighteen on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and it is that time of the day when we look through the news and find the things that uh, make us happy, disturb us, cause us great consternation in our journey to be closer to free. With our friends, the Bodines, who have uh, maintained the theme song for this uh, uh, segment since this show's inception in early in the nineteen seventies. Okay. It was a year and a half ago, but that's okay. 
Um, and, uh, you know, I enjoy it because, uh, you know, we do talk about the issues that are out there. And today it is a local issue. Uh, and it is uh, about the Sioux Falls School District the and the Sioux Falls School Board. So uh, as we know, and I don't think we've had a chance to talk about this on the program, the school district has chosen its uh, location for a fourth public high school that voters approved in a bond initiative not so long ago. And we've talked a lot about that, of course. Um, and and the, the site they picked, is up by the CTE Academy and uh, very near South e- Southeastern Tech uh, on Madison, kind of just off Marion there. And it's a, I don't know, it's a great spot. I think it makes perfect sense. Way up on a hill. You kids will be able to see forever. You know, the view from there will be outstanding. <laughs> it's not far from McGovern Middle School. All of that makes perfect, perfect sense. I don't have any problem with it. Uh, of course, there was a lot of uh, speculation because Sanford had offered them land over by the uh, sports complex. A lot of people didn't like that just because of where it is. And that's fine. I mean, I don't, you know, they don't have to take it. Um, it there's some, but there's some weirdness here. There's some weirdness, some things that I, I'm not particularly comfortable with. And, but it mostly has to do with just how they did this, all right, for some reason. For some reason, they thought they had to just be as secretive as they possibly can. Now, I understand this is a land track transaction, right? It's a business transaction. And some of that uh, doesn't need to be done or they apparently can, you know, you can make a case that it shouldn't be done in public. But, you know, because if people find out you want to buy their land and, and, you know, the price could go up, yada, yada, yada. However, um the approval process doesn't need to be this secret. And I noted on, I talked about Scott Arisman earlier on the South Cola blog, and he had posted about this and he's right. Sioux Falls school board, not transparent on land purchase. Um, there are several stories uh, in the Argus leader leading up to this, as Scott notes that uh, detail this process. And, um, you know, there was one on, uh, when is this? Uh, November 5th. November 5th, which was Monday, that Monday what was this week anyway. Um, and uh, this is by Shelley Conlon uh, in the, in your Argus leader. Um, uh, the public will have to wait to hear more details on where Sioux Falls new high school will be located. Okay. That was Monday. And on the seventh Sioux Falls school district has a location for its new high school. So on Monday, they weren't saying anything on Wednesday. Done deal done deal and done all behind closed doors and you know i'm just uncomfortable with that and as as scott notes it's i i don't think they violated any law or anything but the way they did it uh is just a little bit distasteful right because they so they uh uh, they've been having these closed door sessions executive sessions to talk to the uh, lawyers involved citing attorney client privilege and yeah 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 that's fine. So the uh, they came out. Basically, they had it wasn't even a regular school board meeting, right? Uh, Wednesday's meeting was one of two work sessions for the school's location, with the first being conducted almost entirely in executive session, according to Shelley. Uh, when asked last week if the public would know which way the district was leaning, a district spokesperson said details about the properties wouldn't be released ahead of time. You know, so they had like ten places they were looking at and this is the one they picked and they had subcommittees and 
This story notes that uh, through an outside attorney, the subcommittee secured land purchase proposals from landowners, and after reviewing the cost of the properties, site development, and other factors such as zoning, annexation, surrounding development, transportation access with the architect, the subcommittee recommended the property closest to CTE. Um, so, you know, they did this through an outside attorney, which, I, you know, so you create a layer of, of uh, uh, between the, the landowners and the school board. And that, you know, I got no quarrel with that. You know, you're basically just hiring somebody to, to do some of that work for you so you don't get caught up in, you know, bidding wars and that kind of thing or people under, thinking they're going to, you know, raid the public trough with their land. So that, that all makes sense. But the fact is that they didn't really let us know when they were going to be talking about this in any detailed form, okay? And that's bothersome. It's just bothersome to me, and I don't know why you would have to do that. Why not take a week? Say, this is when we're going to talk about it. Let people know. So they had an agenda um, for their Wednesday meeting, when they, the work session, uh, and they, the, the, here's, the, here's the item on the agenda, as Scott notes, uh, purchase real property slash authorized manual check. I mean, for, you know, this is Scott's blog. While they said there could be in public input at the beginning, no mention of public input on item number three. And even if you read the agenda ahead of time, there is no exhibit telling us what real property the SFSD is purchasing. The 3 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon meeting time also pretty much guarantees the public would not show up, even if public input would have been posted. They did ask for public input on item number three as they were presenting it, but since it wasn't posted that way on the agenda or what item three was really about, why would anyone show up for comment? And that's exactly right, okay? It's, it's just, it shouldn't be that big a deal. It's a good site. It's, the, it's probably the right site. I, you know, transportation-wise, location-wise, all of that, they got the journey group, which I don't really know who that is, to throw in a million because they're, they own the land, and so they got a defrayed call. All that's fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. It's, so why do it in secret? It just creates a measure of suspicion. And for some reason, the school district has been fighting against public uh, uh, examination of their business since this whole bond process started, they got nothing to worry about. What what they're doing, I mean, I, su- I support everything they've done, and I've said that, but I don't, but why then do you have, it's not, most of this stuff is just going to go through, all right? Nobody, even if somebody is against some part of it, so what? Let them talk. Even if Erisman loses loses his mind at some meeting, who, you know, that's it. Let him do it. It's not going to hurt you. You know, uh, uh, Scott and Bruce, cameraman Bruce, they had to like file a public, in, you know, a FOIA. There's no FOIA, a, a request for public documents just to find out some basic stuff. And it just shouldn't be that way. It just shouldn't be that hard. And if there's one common theme in my 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 brief and glorious time on the radio It's this, don't make things harder than they should be when it comes to government by trying to cover things up for no good reason. You know, through through no fault of the school districts and the school boards, people are 
overly suspicious in this city right now because of the actions of some other bodies <coughs> city <coughs> and former <coughs> mayors. So accept that that's sort of the atmosphere that you live in right now and take an extra step to be more open than you need to be or legally are required to be just because you're you have legal protection to keep something closed doesn't mean that the best idea is to do that. And this is a perfect example. Nothing wrong with the decision. It's the right decision. It's probably a good deal. Everything's moving ahead. This is the plan. This is where we're going. Take the input. Have the vote. Move on. That's the bottom line on today's PL statement. You can agree or disagree with me. Drop me an email, Patrick at KSO.com. Or get on Twitter at P Lally Show. We'll be up there for another week. <laughs> Coming up after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters. We're going to chat with the Buffalo Maiden from the Black Hills Bureau and find out, you know, just what's going on out there. Is it skiing time yet or what? This is the Patrick Lally Show Information 1000 KSOO. on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and uh, supposed to have the Buffalo Maiden on for Weird Friends right now, but you know, she's out there in the Black Hills, and you know how their signal sort of drops in and out. We're going to see, we're going to see if we can still hook up with the Buffalo Maiden. I don't think she knows our number. I always just call her. She'll probably call my cell phone now. Well, either that or I can I can give her a try. Why don't you just because I've know, got your number. You've got her numbers there. I think I gave you your landline too. This is some uh, this is some high level sausage making over here. What well, you... there's only one week left. You know, we <laughs> might as well work out all the kinks. Uh, listen to a little uh, rich show and the working poor. This is a song called Here. Um, we will be playing a lot of music on this show for the next week. If you missed the announcement. Next week is my last week on the radio, and, uh, you know, so we're going to have a good time. It's going to be fun. It's not like I've been on the radio like Rick Novi, our guest later in the show, you know, for 50 years or whatever it was. So the, we, we will lack the sentimentality of, of that sort of situation, but, you know, it'll be all right. We probably should drop a, drop a little Working Poor out. You know, Working Poor, actually Violet, Rich Show and Violet are playing... Uh, with, I think, uh, a Hard Traveling or one of those. Dang it, now I should look that up. But they're playing down at uh, David, Club David, uh, the the nighttime headquarters of the Patrick Lally Show uh, on uh, next Saturday, week from Saturday. And I don't know if I'm going to be here or not. I might be out racing. But that is going to be a spectacular show. Spectacular. And uh, I would recommend all... I mean, you know, and, and we already know that I'm this, this huge Rich Show fanboy, right? And uh, that's, it's, you know, I, I go to everything I can that involves Rich Show. And, and because the guy's, a, the guy's a local legend and a, an incredible songwriter, and I just, I enjoy his music. So I would recommend you go down to that show and uh, have yourself a lovely time. Uh, Club David on, on 10th Street there. That's where we've been having the... Uh, public input sessions while the city council is going on. I don't know if we're going to keep doing that or not, but we'll see. We'll see. 
It's been fun. We had a great time on election night down at Club David. We had a we had a good crowd down there playing the having the pool and everything. It was a it was a good time. Deanna, how's I see I, there were lights. There's no lights. No. I got her. I got her voicemail. voicemail. Well, we'll see. If anybody uh, is in Custer and listening to the show right now, maybe throw out a throw out a hey. Oh, I also got a text from my brother. It's the Union Grove Pickers playing with Violet. Union Grove Pickers. Fine, fine group. What uh, a good brother he is to bail you out, well, give you thing, the information Yeah, good thing need. he's listening uh, after everything I've done for him. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Now I know he's listening. Everything you've done uh, to him. Uh, let's not go into that. Let's not go into that. Let's see. Nancy, here we go. Hi. We're live on KSOO, waiting for you. And you confirmed her earlier today, I, I do to imagine. I talked to her earlier. She's, you know, she's busy. She's a small business owner. I'm not her highest priority, and I, I appreciate that. Well, I would imagine if there were things that the Buffalo Maiden mm-hmm. would be doing mm-hmm. other than manning the Sage Creek Grill yep. in downtown Custer, yeah. she could be... <laughs> See, I threw a plug out for her already. So I, I that that ought to get me a free soda when I get over there. And I go visit Nancy and, yeah, that's and right. my next time out in the hills. It's uh just a second. Is it two nine two sixty eight thirty? Let's see. It would no, no. No. No, no, it's it's no, it's not. No. It is no. it is uh two nine zero eight. Two nine two two nine zero eight. If everybody else wants to call the studio. Don't know. <laughs> No, no, no. That's why I only gave the last four digits. Oh, okay, good. That's the Don't, secret, secret. Oh, no, actually, if you do, double want to, secret probation yeah. line, if no, you call okay. that. Uh, well, we'll get. We'll see if we can roust up uh, the Buffalo Maiden. Otherwise, you know, we got plenty to talk about, Dan. We got uh, plenty. Of, there's there's all kinds of stuff going on. I would rather envision the Buffalo Maiden doing some rock climbing on Crazy Horse. Yeah, on the Crazy Horse oh, Monument. She loves crazy. Well, she's right by Crazy Horse there, and she's friends with all those people, so she's been up there a lot of times. My nephew, by the way was just featured in the uh, Black Hills Pioneer and the Rapid City Journal for a climb that he did. He goes to Black Hills State, and he and a buddy did like three the three major climbs in the Black Hills in one day. Ooh. Like uh, 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 the, the, the big tower one, Devil's Tower, uh, one of the spires at uh, uh, Needles, and then um, one other one up in Spearfish Canyon somewhere. So that's pretty cool. So if you, if you want to find that, Canyon Lally, he's climbing in the canyon well and the other part about that since the devil's tower you got to drive a little ways to get there you yep. can that's that's some some downtime where you can rejuvenate yeah but he doesn't those. know if they've it's, it, as they said in the story it's not they're none of them are particularly difficult climbs but they take time and they're moderate climbs you know i'm not going to do it but no, they don't think anybody's done all three of them in one day because why would you <laughs> yeah you're you're more like a follow the Mickelson trail follow the follow the follow the follow that's the follow right. them in the Mickelson trail. I'll be on the Mickelson trail and he can hang from the rocks that's fine uh, we're gonna take a uh, short break here play a little more working poor for you as we go out and, and see what we can't come up with for the next uh, uh, Rick Novi will be here though I can almost guarantee you that. And he'll probably be early, too. He probably will. He's probably roaming around the studio right now, or the the building right now, saying howdy to everybody. Oh, this is cool. The song's called Here by the Working Poor, and you can catch them around town various times. I highly recommend the show. It's it's awesome. We're going to come right back on the Patrick Lally Show. 
Information 1000 KSOO. 346 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and uh, more Working Poor. This one, Dance with the Devil, and it's also a fantastic song. And uh, no Buffalo Maiden. She must be, I mean, let's, you know, let's give her a break, right? She's probably very, very busy out there at the cafe, at the, at the Sage Creek Grill. And uh, who knows what's going on out in Custer. Well, you know, and as Carl Spangler once said, I was on the road shade. Ah, Carl. We didn't do nearly enough. You know, we did not, we did not do nearly enough Monty Python in this show. We did not make nearly enough uh, Caddyshack references. The Moon Man, uh, I was talking to him the other day, and he uh, was chatting with his wife, and uh, Mrs. Boone, and she likes to watch movies on the treadmill when she's, you know, doing her exercise on the treadmill. And so she asked him, uh, you know, because the Boone Man, of course, he's a, he's a wealth of knowledge about movies and television and such, and we talk about that all the time. So she's like, I need something to watch is... Uh, is this somehow they they landed on Johnny Dangerously? <laughs> Johnny Dangerously. Do you remember? Wow. The, do you remember the movie Michael Keaton? Uh, and uh, there's all kinds of people in that movie, but <laughs> there's a lot of catchphrases in that movie. And so she, you know, she watches this movie over a couple of uh, tra- treadmill sessions, and comes back to him and says, "So this movie." is basically the source of everything, of 80% of what you've been saying to me for the last 30 years. <laughs> she recognized a lot yes. of the phrases. Turns out he's not as clever as he thought, as she thought. He just remembers lots of stuff. <laughs> oh, yes. The one-liners are, you know, they're always good for that particular moment. And that's why you have that mental file in your mm-hmm. head. Oh, I'll pick it out right there and I'll just yeah. use it. And, you know... You know, you, you, you use these things. I don't even know. Can I say this? I can say Fargan, right? Move, let's knock out that Fargan wall. We knock out that Fargan wall. That's why. <laughs> if you say those things in, in the context, people just look at you like, and you're like, oh, you, didn't, you don't know Johnny Dangerously. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's a funny movie, but. So, local music. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I was talking about Working Poor earlier. Violet's playing with the Union Grove Pickers down at uh, David next Saturday. I recommend everybody go to that. But there's a lot of good stuff coming up. I've been talking about Trampled by Turtles a lot. Um, just, you know, there's, there's a lot of music going on. Oh, and I haven't talked about the, uh, the, the Full Circle Book Co-op open last Friday. I said on last Friday I was going down there, and I went down, and it, it's really cool. So the Full Circle Book Co-op, and we've had these guys on the show a lot, uh, uh, Jason Wirtz and uh, uh, Sean Lidster. Uh, they got their place open in what used to be the uh, uh, Hydra Beer Hall, and it's fantastic. So it's like two rooms, two sides, right? And one side is the books, and it's tight in there, right? But it's it's just got a great feel to it. You got the bar, and you can get a little tapas plate or what have you. And then on the other side, uh, a little stage, you know, and they they've already had a ton of stuff. Uh, readings and, and, and music. And when I was there on Friday, uh, 
little little jazz thing going on. I, you know, it's it's a very nice homey place where you can just hang out, have a coffee, uh, a glass of wine, what have you, and and read if you want or visit. You can visit. So kudos to those guys for getting that place open because I think it really is a fantastic addition to our community. They think of it as a cultural hub, and I can really see that. Um, there's a lot of writing groups, and of course, both those guys, Jason. Kurtz, who has South Dakota rights, started just, you know, as a Facebook page and now has 150 local authors who have published, most of them, you know, self-published, but, you know, published their own work and you can see what they're doing down there. They get together and hang out and talk about writing and publishing. Uh, Sean Lidster uh, is spoken word guy. He's got his own organization and and a lot of poetry readings and different things that they've got going. I mean, it, it, you know, it's the kind of place that you need in a city this size. Um, to just to have some, uh, to tap into that, the, the notion of self-expression, right? An artistic expression. And that's what music is. And I love what's going on at, at David and, and what's going on at, 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 at uh, the record store, Total Drag, um, that stuff at the Orpheum. And, and, and I, it's just fantastic. So one of the things we've done on this show over the time, over the, the, the you know, not that long we've been on the air, 18, 19, 20 months, whatever it is is really try and support these endeavors, uh, especially local music and, and local events that are going on because there is so much um, people, there's so many places where people are, are practicing their art and it doesn't matter what that art is, whether, you know, it's the, 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 the last, is it the last Pilgrim Gallery over at the last CD shop? Uh, that's a fantastic place. The White Wall Sessions guys, I never, we, we never got enough done with them because that, what they're doing at the White Wall is just incredible. And I know we've had Jenna Mack on before and he's, she's talked about doing improv. Yeah, Jenna Mack and her improv and, and I mean, it's, it's just one thing after another. There really is so much going on that you almost can't keep up with it all. And yet still people say, oh, it's you know, nothing going on in that town. Well, it just, then you're just not looking, you know, get out, come get downtown. I, it just drives me nuts. I I don't mind places that are doing things out in the suburbs and such. That's fantastic. Breweries going in out there and all that. It's great. But the downtown is the cultural hub. And if you if you don't ever come down here or go downtown, you don't know what's happening. Go down, Just take a first Friday. If you have not uh, been engaged in, in the, 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 the cultural and entertainment happenings in the city downtown, just any first Friday, all year round, just go down there and hang out. Just it's nothing. You just walk around, talk to people, see what's going on. It's really a good time, and I think there's so much going on in this community that is so good. And I just hope people uh, really start taking advantage of it. Go out, see things. Just try one thing. Go, just pick something at the pavilion and go to it. Uh, go to the arts center. Go to the the science discovery center. People have put in hundreds, you know, tons of money and time and commitment and just for the opportunity to express themselves. And what can be greater than that? And that's why it's the best little city in America. Coming up after the break, I saw him. I saw him. The chancellor, the dean of talk radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, is in the building, Rick Noby. He'll be with us later. We're going to hit all kinds of stuff. I'm sure he has. <laughs> He's going to have a lot to talk about. And, of course, I can't let the moment pass without playing a little more Working Poor. We'll be back 
in a minute. I got a couple things to tell you about here after the break, and then the news and weather at the top of the hour with Dan Peters, followed by Rick Noby. Stay tuned. This is the Patrick Wiley Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand. Just information one thousand. KSOO. This just in. Uh, plumbing emergency at the uh, Sage Creek Grill out in uh, beautiful downtown Custer, but everything's under control. Oh, that would do it. Yeah, that that takes precedence over our little needs. So, just got a text from the Buffalo Maiden. We'll talk to her next week, though, on our last day. How about that? Coming up after the break, we've got Rick Noby, Chancellor and Founder. Of VPU. What? He's back. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSL. Welcome to another edition of the Patrick Lally Show on KSOO, Information 1000 on your AM radio dial. And now, here's Patrick. That was awesome. I, I will, I'm going to keep that for all posterity. <laughs> that, of course, the, the, the uh, very uh, familiar tones of the godfather of Sioux Falls Talk Radio, the former chancellor of Viewpoint University, and uh, my mentor and personal hero, Rick Noby. Thanks for being here, Rick. Patrick. Thank this, you very much for inviting me. This is I'm already having a good time, and we haven't done anything yet. Hi, Dan. Uh, hi, Rick. Happy Friday. <laughs> hey, did you steal those headphones from somebody? Yes, I did. Good for you! <laughs> I, I went in, I, I will tell you very candidly, I went into another uh, studio in the mm-hmm. building, and Scott, who you know, yes. was, was in there doing, I won't even say what studio it was, but mm, they're doing matter. football playoffs, okay? And I said, is there an extra set of headphones in here? And he starts opening drawers and reached down in the back, and he said, yeah, here, try these. And so, yes, I borrowed these from someplace else, and I will return them. Sure. Because that has been a problem over the time that you and I have spent oh, together, yeah. for sure. People were always stealing stuff out of here left <laughs> and right. I mean, well, we we're, just, we're down to this one set of headphones in here, and only one side of it works. So, I, you know, I got one thing up on my head, and yeah. what's going on? Oh, this is, hey, and that's welcome, said. welcome to AM radio. <laughs> now, you go into the FM studios and oh, they've got yeah. extra microphones and extra yep. headphones yes. and there's the chairs are, are those vibrating kind of chairs, yeah, you know, know, massage while you're sitting there. And this one just keeps the going down. And the corners are stock. <laughs> and, and this place, you know, we're sitting on orange crates. <laughs> uh, it's been another good day. Uh, Rick. Yes. Uh, how, how appropriate that you're here today. Uh, so soon after an election. Isn't that ironic? Yeah, it worked well, out pretty well. Oh. I wish I would have been here the week before. Oh, it was fun. I bet you had a great time. We had a nice time. It, you know, yeah, we had a good time. It wasn't like the it wasn't like a, a Senate election. I will say that. But the yeah. gubernatorial race was a good time. What, what are your uh, impressions? Now, uh, you have become independent, Rick. Yeah. You want, well, you always were. You just yeah, were it, in I, the Republican Party. I was in the Republican Party, but so, I was never in the Republican right, Party. Right. So now you're, you're, uh, and you, you're here part time. What are your impressions of the governor's race? Uh, are you surprised? Uh, yeah, that- I was, here's, I, I thought, I, I thought Sutton had a real good chance to win. And because he's a unique person in South Dakota politics. And I'm not talking about the fact that he's in a wheelchair. Right. 
I'm talking about the fact that the, his way of doing business in South Dakota politics was really, I think, unique. The fact that he chose a, a female and a Republican who switched over to be a Democrat to be his running mate yep. was a, I thought it was brilliant mm-hmm. myself. Um, I, I was disappointed that he lost, but if, as I took a look at it, he didn't lose by much. No, three points. 3.38 points. 10,000 or 12,000 yeah. votes. Yeah, not that many. Not that many at all. And he he won Hughes County. Hughes County is the state capital. The yes. state capital is Republican Central. He beat the Christy Nome mm-hmm. in rep- the heart of Republican territory. That's huge. There, I had a conversation with somebody, uh, uh, a former Republican operative, about Hughes County, and their impression was that was the Marty Jackley crowd who just, they, no matter what happened, they weren't going to vote for Christy Nome. Yeah, and that could be, that would be a factor. Yeah, well, I, but, I but he had to get Republican votes to get yeah. that close. Yeah, and the fact that in our county, Minnehaha County, and I know our signal goes way beyond that, but yes. and we're sitting in Lincoln County, yes. but Sioux Falls, Minnehaha County, there are three... Democrats going to peer mm-hmm. new people mm-hmm. in in districts mm-hmm. and nine. Let me see. It's Kelly Sullivan, Aaron Healy, and Mike Saba. Yep, yep, yep. And, and there's a couple of and there's a couple of possible recounts. Yep. Um, Blake Curd, yes, the uh, Senate Majority Leader, Senate Majority Leader, and and I thought, and he appointed me to the Board of Elections, so yep. I've got a you know he's I I don't agree with him on everything, but that was one of his more brilliant moves in my opinion. <laughs> But but he there there's thirty thirty seven or thirty eight votes separating him and Casey Olivier I think is how yep. you say it, um, and that's incredible it in is District incredible. Twelve, which is like Republican Central headquarters. That's where Manny Steele used to represent. Yeah, Manny Steele. That's Manny Steele's district and Arch Beal and stuff. And yeah. so you know the. Um, it was pretty. I was surprised by that. I don't. I haven't talked to uh, Blake Curd. We are acquainted. I don't mm-hmm. see him that much, especially since he went into politics. I would. Here's what I think. I just don't think he worked that hard. But I don't know that. For I sure. don't know what he did because I wasn't here. But it was close. Oh yeah, that was yeah, shocking. Thirty-seven. Well, here's here's the thing in these in the possible recounts in District Nine. Uh, let me see here. Michael Clark, who was the incumbent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Saba won, but Saba and Clark are only 67 votes apart, which yeah. could trigger a yeah. recount. Now, Mr. Clark got himself in a lot of trouble with some really, really stupid, stupid stuff. Yeah, which, so he should go away. Yeah, I was surprised he got as many votes as he did, yeah. but you know that's he's got an R behind his name, and a lot it's, of people don't pay attention. Yeah, they don't. Okay, so that's a possible recount. Mm-hmm. Curd and Olivier are a possible recount. That's yeah. 37 votes. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Sullivan beat out Rex Rolfing, yes, but only by eighty votes in District Thirteen. Yeah, so that's a possible recount. She worked really hard. Oh, obviously. Yep. In that district, she'd have to work really yep. hard. And then over in District Fourteen, Aaron Healy beat out Tom Holmes uh, for the uh, on the House side, but only by eighty-nine votes. Yeah. And so that's a possible recount. And then up in uh, District Twenty-five, which is Northern Minnehaha County. Mm-hmm. Del Rapids area and all that kind of stuff. Um, Tom Pischke uh, won 
John Hansen finished first. Tom Pischke finished second. This is in the on the House side, and then Don Ollers, Dan Ollers, mm-hmm. uh, who has been in the legislature before, I yes. think, hasn't he, Dan? Yes. Oh yeah, he's we been in the legislature was, before. Yeah, and one one votes fair and square. Yeah, and he he finished ninety eight votes behind Tom Pischke, and that is within the margin of a possible recount. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. The other thing that I found fascinating, and I know you want to enter into this no, conversation, no, and fine. I'll let you. you. You've got a lot of notes there. That's fine. Uh, District 31, I think it is, out in the western part of the state, the now deceased yeah. mayor of Deadwood. Chuck Turbeville. He won. <laughs> yeah. He died, and he still won. Yes. He, and he finished second in his race, but he still won. A seat in the legislature. A seat in the legislature. And of course, the government's, governor's going to appoint uh, a Republican. And yeah. We all know that. And but the, and that's okay. But I found that fascinating because he died, what, like a month oh, before? It's been, yeah, it's been enough time. And there was somebody else died. Another candidate died. It was also a Democrat. Or this was a Democrat. Okay. I can't remember who. Yeah, I'm trying to search my memory. That one that. was closer. But yeah, he died quite a, long enough. Uh, that we've known about it and people in Deadwood probably knew they were voting for somebody, but they basically were saying we're voting for whoever the governor appoints. Yeah. Well, and, and it might've been one of those sympathy votes. Yeah. You know, he's dead. He was a great guy. He was a good mayor. Yeah. I know. I, I know he's dead. I'm going to vote for him anyway. But that, you know, psychological, I'm not going to vote for a Democrat. So I may as well vote for a dead Republican. Republican. That could be it too. You never know. That's a a little harsh. On my part, but yeah. well, <laughs> but then yet and yet, um, Democrats gained no ground in the legislature. They're still the closet caucus, and they can yeah. But the, the closet's a little bigger now. No, the net gain is zero. You're kidding me. No, because they lost. Um, they lost dollars. Now that you know, some of those as it stands right now, they lost dollars. They lost. Uh, 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 they lost Billy Sutton's seat in the Senate. Yeah. So they're down to, they went from six to five in the Senate. Yeah. And they went from like 11 to 12 in the House. Okay. There's still like 90 of 105 seats in the legislature, something like that, Mm. are Republican. Yeah. So not, and here's my deal, okay, on the legislature. So they they got some really good candidates in town, in the city, in the metro, who worked really, really hard, and that's the key. Women and young women. Young women who worked really, really hard, had a good message, and, and they won. Mm-hmm. With basically in spite of the Democratic Party in South Dakota. Yeah. Which is still just. I kind of got the impression that that lead organization. Yes, they did. Was a lot. actually. Yes. That was the focal point for a lot of these people because I followed that, that on mm-hmm. Facebook and it yep. seemed to me that they were extremely active. Yep. And uh, I know a couple other people who were helping out those candidates, and they're real people, who real professional people who know what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, and that's encouraging. I, I only not because it's I'm I'm in the bag for the Democratic Party, which everybody. Well, you thinks. are. We all I'm know not, that. I'm not in the bag. Everybody knows. Well, how could you be in the bag for a party that barely exists? But the, the, the what I like to see are people who are 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 professional about what they do that they're engaged in the issues and they're willing to go out and talk to people. Mm-hmm. There are several people in our legislature who are honest to God and I'm, they're just dullards and they don't want to talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't care about your politics. Really? I, we can, we can disagree on all kinds of issues. That's fine. We should, 
But if you basically are unresponsive to the voters, which many people in the legislature clearly are by mm. gutting of IM22, then then I'm then I have a problem with you. We're going to we're going to take a short commercial interlude <laughs> here uh, so that so that Dan and oh, and gosh. Patrick can get paid yeah. and uh, maybe the company can afford an extra set of headphones for me when I come in as a guest. This awesome. is the Patrick Lally show on KSLO Information 1000. This is the Patrick Lally show on KSLO Information 1000. Once again, here's Patrick I could get used to this. I really could. Uh, that, of course, is uh, Rick Noby, who's our guest in studio with us today for the rest of the hour. And we're talking about the election and uh, all the good things that came out of that. Uh, I imagine you're, we talked about the governor's race a little bit. We talked about the legislature. Uh, we didn't really talk about the governor's race. Billy got within three points. Yeah, 12,000 votes. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, what I have been saying on this show that I'm surprised that there are two issues that he did not even bring up. One is uh, Christy Noem's uh, inheritance tax myth, and the, the other is uh, trade and the Trump policies on trade and how it's uh, hurting this state. And, and you know, Christy Noem brought him in, stood on the stage, and said everything's fine. Yeah. Well, I don't know Billy Sutton personally well. I've interviewed him, as Dan knows. We've, we had him on the uh, Viewpoint University several times over the years. Extremely likable guy. I've mm -hmm. spent a little bit of personal time with him, but not a lot. Here's my sense of him. He's not an attack guy. And and I think the, the two issues that you raised about Gnomes falsifying that whole inheritance tax thing, and I think... The, the trade issue for our soybean farmers is a huge, huge problem. Mm -hmm. And they were worthy of discussion. But mm -hmm. that's, I don't think that's who he is. I think he's about putting together coalitions and building people up and making things happen. And I think he would have, he would have felt that that he was attacking he was attacking he was attacking and that's and i know politics as you and i know it today is attacking attacking but if you looked at every one of his ads and i watched a lot of them there wasn't an attack in there there was a little bit about uh her voting record not yeah, showing up but it was work. yeah it was, but, but that's that's like wiffle ball yes compared to the I major leagues yes so it it's uh, or nerf ball compared to the major leagues. So if he had if he had raised those two issues that you that you talked about, a lot of people would have nodded their heads up and down. But they were already going to vote for him anyway. I don't think I think he is his in his heart and in his head, he wasn't going to gain anything, any new voters by doing that. I think he wanted to do it differently than has been done in politics in this state for a long time i think he just wanted to run a positive campaign here's my ideas on how to make the state of south dakota better this is what i want to do and that's what he did and he came within twelve thousand votes not bad mm -hmm. the one issue that he really did hammer home though was corruption and that's not exactly a christy gnome situation because no. she's been in washington during the times of eb5 and also of the gear up program and the fact Correct. of the matter is that he didn't really have a plan on government corruption, and Christy Noem did. Mm -hmm. She's the one that suggests a reporter shield law, mm -hmm. and you know whether or not posting more stuff on the internet is going to make a difference. 
I would argue that you need to look at the open records laws. But she had some specificity. I still do not know what Billy Sutton truly believes state government's role is. I don't. Helping people. Uh, education. What, I don't, that's it. That's all I know. And the, I, I think it was, I think he's a great candidate. It's a fantastic story. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a, a, a good guy. Ran a good campaign. Yep. But, but there's no, this, you don't get a grade. You get a pass or a fail. Yeah, he failed. Yeah. yeah. There yeah. you go. And that's just the way it is. And it's like that all over the country. That's, it, it always has wins, been Somebody doesn't. Yes. All right. so. We're going to come right back and talk more <laughs> with the chancellor of Viewpoint University, the godfather of talk radio in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That is Mr. Rick Noby. We'll be right back on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Oh, introduce yourself this time. I'm tired of doing it. <laughs> 4.35 on the Patrick Lally Show, <laughs> Information 1000 KSOO, and we are joined in studio by the one, the only, former mayor, former radio host on this station, talk show host, and uh, uh, just all-around good guy, oh, godfather of uh, talk radio in Sioux Falls. I mean, I don't, that's indisputable. Right? Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. uh, Rick Noby is with us, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the election fallout. And, uh, or let, fall in, fall in. Maybe. Let's talk about uh, the uh, other issues on the ballot. Uh, well, I mean, Dusty Johnson won by a landslide. We knew that it was going to happen. That's yeah. That's, re- that's Dusty nothing. Johnson's been around for a while. He's he's uh, cultivated himself uh, in in the Republican circles. Uh, Jason, who's going to be our next Attorney General, um, don't know, I've never met the man. Yeah. Well, we we interviewed him, I think, a couple of times. He was involved with a ballot issue or so. He was on the, he was on the Senate. Tw- he ran for Senate at one point, too, and got beaten in primary. Yeah. That was a long time ago. He was he was involved in one of the ballot issues, wasn't mm-hmm. he, in 2016, I think? And I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, I'm trying to recall. Which oh, one. Marcy's Law. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. I think he was the guy who was in favor of Marcy's Law. I think that's what it was. And interestingly enough, now I guess the legislature has kind of went, Nyeh. Well, the, yeah, the people had to uh, vote on that because it was a constitutional amendment. Speaking of which, constitutional amendments, yes. W um, uh, went down, uh, was the replacement or the, you know, I am 22 light and uh, I am 22 pass, got gutted by the legislature. This one wasn't even close. It got beat yeah. by 10 points, 12 well, points. Well, uh, I think part of the thing that happened this time around is the Republican hierarchy at their convention kind of sent the word out on yeah. how to vote on these things and and so i'm not surprised that that w went down the tubes um i was surprised that one of jim boland's signature events in his life yes besides the bathroom bill was <laughs> to increase the percentage to pass a constitutional amendment to 55 percent. that was x and that lost yeah Fifty-four percent said, "No, we're leaving that alone." So, yay, South Dakotans! You kept that the way I it was, should be. I was surprised by that as well. Yeah, um, the one that did pass—that's constitute. This is sort of—I've been—I'm just flummoxed by this whole thing. I am twenty-four, which is the ban on out-of-state money for ballot initiative oh, yeah. committees. It's unconstitutional. Of course it is. You're not going to find. It, of course, it's unconstitutional. But they're going to make—they're going to make somebody have to spend the time and spend the money et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you've been following this for a long time. Dan and I talked about this. The, the Republicans want money from outside the state for their personal campaigns. Mm-hmm. 
they don't want money from outside state to offer alternative ideas to mm-hmm. anything they might be doing. Mm-hmm. And so they they crafted this. Dugard got behind it big time. And I think it's blatantly unconstitutional. I don't know what the Supreme Court's going to say about it, obviously, but I think it's wrong. And so it'll be interesting to see who challenges that and when they challenge it at what the Supreme Court says, because that's where that's going to end up. I think it'll end the, up in the, the South Dakota Supreme Court. I think somebody will challenge it in federal court. It's an interstate. I mean, it's it's. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. I speech money is speech. The, the, the so U.S. Citizens Supreme United Court yes, already decided that it, it's it is it is law of the land. Mm-hmm. So you can't just say eh. and the fact of the matter is a Mark Mickelson who was here uh, this week. And we didn't even get a chance to talk about AM24. We were talking about uh, 25, the tobacco tax. Yeah. It, it, ugh, he's a lawyer. He went to Harvard for the love of God. Yeah, I know. But that doesn't that doesn't mean he has to automatically put stuff together that, that is constitutional. He's he's also a human being with emotions. And and he he rep, he has represented the thinking of some of the Republican Party. The only good ideas are Republican ideas, and the only really good ideas are South Dakota Republican ideas. Yes. And, and so anybody you, that offers an alternative to that is, A, the enemy, and B, let's shut them up. This is from the people who, honestly, and, I, and I'm not, again, I, I, I'm not trying to beat up on the Republican Party necessarily. Oh, go ahead. But you're talking about, these are the folks who bring in a legislation written for them by ALEC. And oftentimes haven't read it, mm-hmm. have no idea what it really does. But now somebody you told need to them. explain to these folks what Alec is. Alec is the uh, so it's a it's a group that that I can't even remember what the acronym stands for. It's A L E C, and it it is sounds benign, but what it is is a organization that funds the campaigns of uh, Republican lawmakers around the country. Koch and, brothers, and then bring yeah, and then brings them together in these conventions. The American Legislative Exchange Council. Yeah. Which That's, sounds very benign. Sounds it is even benign. wonderful. So the, the exchange is that they give them legislation to bring back to their states, which they then enter under their own name and become, you know, and, and they and they drive through. But yeah. it and the fact that they take the money from them. Mm-hmm. So let's get rid of that money. Yeah. They won't get rid of that money. No, of course. Because not. that's unconstitutional. Yeah. There you go. What's the other one? Oh, the other one was the Tobacco. one subject. Well, Z was the other constitutional amendment, and that was the one on one subject only rather than three or four or five. What and, does that mean? Well, That's the problem. The, 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 here's what happened. That's supposed to be on I bills. Am 22, I am 22 and W covered different sections of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Okay? So there were multi-subjects mm-hmm. and... So now what we've done is we've approved a constitutional amendment, which basically says you can't do that anymore. You've got to do one change to the Constitution, one section or one chapter, whatever the right language is, at a time. You can't cross over and do two or three, even though they might blend together very logically and very rationally mm-hmm. in the broader sense. You can't do that anymore. So if, if they go after the corruption thing again and they do say the executive branch that's got to be under the executive branch mm-hmm. of the constitution and if they want to do something with the legislative branch they got to do and if they want to do both they have to do separate petitions mm-hmm. and that's the way it is and so it they've made it extremely cumbersome it might be constitutional well uh, it is know. now because it was a constitutional amendment people approved it 
Well, so yeah, it's it, in. It, that that's now the law of the land, and that's the way. Unless it goes. unless somebody challenges it and says you can't do that. So what did what did Mickelson say about uh, the tobacco. Uh, the tobacco tax deal? Because that went down the tubes. Yeah. Uh, no, fifty five percent said no. Yes, um, he just said that uh, he he you know they're getting clobbered by the tobacco companies. Oh yeah, they spend a small fortune, and <laughs> which is you know that's true. But he had an ad that I brought up to him where he was saying that if it's when somebody tells you uh, that this isn't true, they're working for the tobacco companies. Well, there's a whole bunch of people in the state of South Dakota that don't work for tobacco companies that were against it. Mm-hmm. So that was disingenuous. That bothered me. But we talked about it. He was good. He was fine. Mm-hmm. He got a little riled up. Yeah, that's and I, you know, he just thinks that this is the only uh, a practical source of income to pay for those uh, uh, tuition. No, it isn't. It's not the only practical source of income. Well, there's lots of other sources of income, but you can't say those words in South Dakota. It's a political. It was the politically uh, uh, doable. It was passable. Well, it it turns out was not passable. Yeah, you know what? You know what would have made it passable? What's that? If they said. 10% 10% of this money that we're going to mm-hmm. collect from cigarette smokers is going to go back to picking up cigarette butts oh, all God. over the state of South Dakota. Yes. And and we're going to be, it's going to be a, a statewide anti-litter campaign. Except I, why would we have to pick up their dang smokes butts anyway? I mean, it's they we should just penalize them for hucking them out of there when a flaming ember comes flying at me in the middle of the night. Sorry. I read it, you read sound it. that was a little personal there, Mr. Patrick. <laughs> well, it's here's one of the and, 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 and this is really petty, and I understand oh, that yeah. I'm in the universe. But cigarette butts with the filters, mm-hmm. they don't disintegrate. No, and so they they last a long, long, long time, and they pile up, they jam up storm sewers, mm-hmm. they cause problems in wastewater treatment mm-hmm. plants, they cause problems yep. in lakes and rivers and beaches and stuff like that they're everywhere they're it's, everywhere they're like vermin you're, you're i would agree with you it's terrible yeah and, but that's so they should have taken and said 10 yeah. percent of this goes to that it probably would have passed then. <laughs> i think so it would have feel good it would have been 85 percent, just like a school bond i would have opened up every pack of cigarettes now to cut the filters off right at the tobacco <laughs> That's what I would have done with that money. Well, there's there's places in the country that are now starting to talk about banning the sale of filtered cigarettes. Just go back to the camels. Go back to the Lucky Strikes and the camels and the Paul Malls. I think was. Oh yeah, the Paul Malls. Oh yeah, yeah. something yeah. like that. Are you ready for a break? Yeah. Are this you ready? is the Patrick Lally Show on Information One Thousand KSOO. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information One Thousand KSOO. Here's Patrick. Yeah, that is awesome. Uh, Rick Noby, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in our final segment, in, my, in our final time together. Let's not go into too much, but I, th- this show's over, and, and you've been my guest many times, and I appreciate everything you've done for me, sir. Almost I said that publicly. Huh. There you go. Are you going to save that, too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so just back to the but, election stuff for just a couple yeah, of minutes. Okay, yes. so Sutton didn't win, but he came within 12,000 votes. Yep. Uh, Tim Bjorkman... Nobody knew who he was outside of his local area, and, right. and so that's not too much of a surprise. Whereas nope. Dusty Johnson, he'd, he'd run for public office yep. before. Yep. He was elected. Yep. He's been a Republican, you know, diehard for years and years and but years. But if you're a Democrat, is there any good news? Oh, yeah, I think there's a little good news. Minnehaha County went slightly bluer, not much. And Billy carried Minnehaha County by like four or five points. Yeah. When you take the whole metro area together, I talked about this on the show the other day, it's about two points. 
Um, I think they, they probably lost vast parts of the suburban ring, which I talk about all the time. But, but you're right. There is, there is hope for the Democrats in the urban area. I was, I was, uh, saw a post from um, one of the people who ran, I think it was in District 12, and, and he, he said, and District 12 goes down to Lincoln County, mm-hmm. and he said, inside Minnehaha County, he said, we got 60% of the vote. They were ahead. Mm-hmm. And then he said, then he hit the red wall <laughs> of at Lincoln the Lincoln County, County line and, and lost down there and it was enough of a loss that it that that he didn't win and so this is an urban area and probably the core of the city is is probably more quote urban and the outlying areas are not yet considered suburban or suburbs yet because we don't have those here but I, I think, but the, the but the theory holds. It's that it's the U around the southern half of into the those communities in the city that went for uh, John Thune in mm. t- two thousand and four, mm. and they have, Republicans have held that lock solid ever since. And I I need to look at the precincts to see which ones Billy won and which ones he lost. But I think that probably still holds true. That okay. the reason the Democrats need to come back to the city though. They need to focus on the city. They need to give up trying to win in some, not give up trying to win. That's a bad thing to say, but they need to focus on winning seats in the city because if you win in the city, then you've won in the media market. And if you win in the media market, then you can get your message out. Yeah, I think, I think they need to come back here and focus. I don't disagree with you on uh, that at all. I, I think that will be a hard sell within the party itself. Yep. And, and I know that, but if they called me up and said, uh, we'll pay a $10,000, give us your best advice. Like that's, I would tell them exactly the same thing. And now we've just given it away. That's my <laughs> sense of it. Now here's something that it's probably been spoken on in, in minute detail, but probably not as broad is that the Democrats lost a pretty big opportunity. If Sutton would have won, they would have been the, the governor's office would have been in charge of redistricting. Yes. During the 2020 and census. That's huge. Yeah. It's and, huge because now one of the things the Republicans can do is if the Democrats have these little pockets of strength, they will slice them and dice them a little more and make it more, t- make it oh, tougher yeah. every time. Yeah. And that's going to, that's the reality of it. That the redistricting is a whole other thing and it needs to change. It's awful. Well, maybe somebody will put together another redistricting thing for the 2020 election. There we go. Maybe you'll do that. Uh, You're gonna I'm go retired. <laughs> now, uh, very quickly, because yeah. we have a minute left. You, uh, you're in town for a little bit, but yeah. you are going to, it, it's already cold. Yeah. So you're headed out of here I'll at be, some point. The game plan at this point, unless somebody offers me a really good job, uh, for about four months, uh, I will be heading South, uh, spend January and part of February down in Florida. And then my boat, which is in yes. Maryland, I'll go back to my boat the first part of April. That sounds m- Fabulous. Well, you'll you'll still we'll be in touch. Oh, of course, yeah. uh, our people will get together, and yeah. then they'll talk about us, and then maybe they'll get us together again. <laughs> uh, uh, Rick Noby, I appreciate you coming in, and again, thank you for everything you've done for me, and I wish you all the best out on the open sea. Thank you very much, sir. Dan, always a pleasure to be with you. Rick, my brother, I appreciate you and all the things you've also done along the way. I'm going to stop now. There's nothing else I can say. No, I'm saving that. The love fest is over. We'll be right back uh, to tell you what's coming up on the show next week. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 457 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 
In all my excitement, Dan, I sort of miscalculated the time. <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting uh, kind of sloppy in my old age. Oh, we can fill just a little no, bit of we'll time. Be, we'll Come be, on, we'll now. be fine. It's always great to have the chancellor, uh, uh, VPU Chancellor Rick Noby, in studio with us. I love the conversation. But you don't want to get caught in that Bermuda Triangle of oh, I got to ask one more question no. and then it just goes too no, long. I knew that the I knew that the 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 salutations at the end the the separation would be, you know, I, you need to give that some space. Right. Absolutely. Uh, coming up, uh, let's see. There's some stuff going on I need to tell you about. Oh, it's already started. It's still going today, tomorrow, Sunday. It's Dakota Angler Institute, Ice Institute. It's uh, at the arena. It's Friday till 9. That's tonight. Saturday, 10 to 7. Sunday to 10 to 3. The uh, latest and greatest in the ice fishing industry. Learn from the experts on how to use the equipment. You should know how to do that. 75 vendors, 5 bucks to get in. Uh, the other thing that's going on that I'm going to be involved with, I'm going racing in Lamar's. We've talked about that. Frosty Cross, that'll be great. But Sunday afternoon, Sunday morning afternoon, is the Nike Regional Cross Country Meet over at Yankton Trail Park. And that is a big event every year. Uh, the best long-distance runners, high school long-distance runners from across the region, the upper Midwest, Coming here to Yankton Trail Park. The big white tent's already up. It's going to be a blast. I'm going to be, like, picking up garbage or something. But no cigarette butts. Open. No cigarette butts. I'm not doing that. But that's Sunday, so if you want to see some great running, come on out. That'll be fun. Coming up next week on the show, Monday, my last week, by the way, Jody Schwan of Sioux Falls Business will be with us on Monday. I'll tell you about the rest of it on Monday. And the common man. See you then. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOR.